0: now we're off to the races yes okay so um life update while i get this pulled up uh so the bad reading for my book has officially started which is weird um i'm seeing the comments come in they're still emailing me i need to turn off the freaking notifications i still haven't figured out how honestly i haven't looked um i wouldn't want to look I No, I looked at some of the comments. One of the girls was in there pretty early, and so I was looking at hers. But it was stuff like nothing bad. It was fun. It's stuff that, like, I ended up messaging her and telling her that I enjoyed her comments because some of her stuff was about the world building, and I'm thankful for those comments because Mm -hmm. when you're writing that, like, when I'm writing it, I know what the world looks like in my head. And so it's helpful to have an outsider's perspective reading it and like so they can give like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? You know, Mm -hmm. I know like what am I just seeing in my head and what's actually being portrayed? Yeah. So like she said something about the, the magic system and like what era and stuff it's set in and like in my head I know. But I realized that's probably not translating on the page as well as it could. So, like, those, it's those kinds of comments. And I texted her and I was like, those are so freaking helpful. Also, my character <clears throat> rides a horse at several moments. And this girl rode horses. And so she's, like, helping me, like, she wouldn't be gripping it with her palms. It would be with her fingertips, that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's little, so freaking helpful. Thank little you. Little detail. Little details like that are great. Yes. So thank you. Shout out to that girl um also there's a few people, people in there editing i haven't looked at any of those i'm staying out of it now but um my printed manuscript that i ordered came today it is bound it has a hard cover on it and it says the second draft it's the house that came today you need to send me a picture yes and it's like the printed book and i did like brit said i did double space and just regular formatting Um, but it's like a, it's like a manuscript and she does double space so she can edit and like write edits in. So I'm excited about that. Um, it says Aura on the front, which is wild, but it has a name. Um, also I have somewhat come up with a cover, but I don't know if it's necessarily legal to use it as a cover because I was using, I was messing around with Canva and I made a cover, but I don't know if I can use Canva images not quite sure how that works so I need to figure that out if not I have a couple friends who do graphic design that I think I could get to like pay to make me some covers mm-hmm. um, because if I ha- if I can use Canva then I have the covers for the books all the books that I'm planning in the trilogy series whatever I decide to do with it I have multiple covers for multiple books so that's exciting <laughs> <laughs> um, so that happened today um I did start writing the prologue of book two it's done actually I don't know why I said start it's done and I am like halfway through chapter one of book two because I hit a like this is what happens okay so i wrote this dang book and then didn't touch it for a year and then edited it for a year because i kept procrastinating in between the edits and now it's finally out there and all of a sudden i have a writing like just surge and just want to write and so i'm taking advantage of it and um the prologue's written and chapter one is almost done um but yeah I think it also might have been the new laptop with the big screen. Yeah, and the fresh, <laughs> the fresh saying, keypad was making it a little nice to, like, very nice to write. Um, so that's been happening. And then we had, I had book club this month mu- or this last week. Um, we have officially come up with a name for the other book club. So the one that Hallie and I are in um, with Alyssa is Booked Up Book Club. The other one that I'm in has officially come up with To Be Read as the book club name. That's cute. I like that. We've been bouncing around on like a few ideas, and so this last meeting we were like we need to set a name. So we set a name. We've renamed the group chat. That was done. Um we did a book and board night, so you had to bring a blind date with a book. Book for everyone to you know, pick, and then you had to bring a board, so like a charcuterie board, but it could be like a anything-themed board, so somebody brought a taco board, somebody brought a fruit board, somebody did a candy board, I did a Mexican dip board. It was going to be a chip and dip board, but it ended up turning into like, I literally brought guacamole, salsa, and cheese dip, and then different kinds of tortilla chips. Um, So we had um, the tortilla chips that came with the stuff from the restaurant. Then we had lime tortilla chips and the blue corn tortilla chips. Um, so we had a bunch of different options. It was so much fun. Um, I took The Silent Patient as my blind date with a book, um, and I'm very excited for the girl who picked it to read it. I hope she likes it. Um, so we did that, and then obviously Valentine's Day was this last weekend or this last week. Um, book club happened on Galentine's night. So that was fun to do for Galentine's. And then, I'm trying to think. My dad got me chocolate covered strawberries. That was my one request. Did anything else happen? Did we hang out on Valentine's Day? We hang out. We hung out. I feel like I'm remembering something on Valentine's Day. We hung out Sunday. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember what happened. I think something else happened. We had game night. Did a movie happen? No. Uh-uh. I don't know. Um. Anyways, I watched Players this week as well, which is the new Gina Rodriguez movie on Netflix. And amazing. I will watch anything that she puts out because ever since I watched Jane the Virgin, I like have to watch her and anything else that she's in. And that movie was so cute. It was like a little rom-com. And it had um, Coach from New Girl, obviously Jane from Jane the Virgin, and it had the little... The best friend that was the little brother in um, the kissing booth, the girl's best friend. That was what's his face, little brother. He was in it, um, and Lazakoshi. I love her so much. I live for Lazakoshi. Um, so she was it. It was so good. Loved it. Five out of five. Um, and then I also finished Percy Jackson and Lightning. They finally thoughts. I thought it was really good. Um, honestly. I know I reread the books last year, but I don't remember every single thing. So, as far as I'm concerned, it was really good, and I think they did a great job with it. Um, Mom, it's been a long time. Mom hasn't read them since they came out, so Mom was trying to remember some stuff, too. It's hard to remember some stuff. I thought they did a really good job. I'm, Mom and I were both sad. Like After seeing him on the screen, we were sad to know like that, that the guy who played Zeus died oh yeah because he died at the beginning of last or he died like march of last year um and we had both forgotten about that and then when he came on screen we were like Ooh. oh oh there was something i was gonna ask you did you notice the guy who was i don't know what was the man the character that was in the bed store what's his name hep, hep, wasn't it Hephaestus or something like no, that? no? I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. It was Death Death from Supernatural. (laughs) He came on the screen and I went... (gasps) That's Death from Supernatural. And then I was like, how fitting that he would have the doorway to hell in his shop. (laughs) That fits. I can't remember his name, but I know he's like a son of Poseidon. Yeah, it was like traps people in the beds. Per something. It starts with a P. I know it is. Per (laughs) Peppa. <laughs> Peppa. Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. <laughs> um, Look I of Poseidon. That's not Percy. <laughs> that owns the bez- bed store. No. no that's right then. Poseidon. Yeah. No. Go, um, Percy Jackson bed Wait, store. Here we go. Maybe. Pro- proteus. Proteus. proteus proteus yes okay i know it's of the p um but i thought it was really good i enjoyed it also i saw on youtube today i haven't watched it yet but there's a final trailer out for the last airbender i haven't watched it yet i did see it i did see the sneak peek i did see the clip that they put out where it's ang he's like can you have you seen my have you seen my sky bison and i was like yelling won't help i cannot wait it comes out in two days comes out on the 22nd. I'm so excited. They also um put out some uh some sneak peeks of season 3 of uh Bridgerton and uh oh, I saw one. I'm unwell. <laughs> uh quite frankly, I I am unwell. Um I wish no- Instagram would shut up. Quit. Oh, it's Snapchat. Well, both of them. Shut up. <laughs> um so I i watched one of the clips and i was like i watched one of the clips and i was like oh i'm just so excited for her to diss him oh yeah i want her to have her glow up diss the man and i want him to somebody- grovel somebody said she's in her reputation era i want him to grovel also i'm a little concerned because she they asked um nicola who plays um penelope if she is going to watch this with her parents and she said no my mom is getting a pg version i've requested a pg version of like the the season put on a disc for her and the guy who plays colin said that he wouldn't watch episode two with family members and i'm like something happens really quick off like what's is the glow up happening that fast? Like I'm kind of excited. Like the tension's happening early, folks. <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Ah! <laughs> um, but I'm excited. I hope my man Benedict has some sort of inkling into when his season's going to happen because he deserves it. I'm still upset they skipped him. I love that man. And, like, his story, the prologue happens, and then a year later is when the next, chapter one picks up. So, technically, because they, him and his love interest meet in prologue at a masquerade ball, Mm -hmm. and then a year later is when the story picks back up again, and then they end up meeting, and he doesn't know who she is, she knows who he is, da-da-da-da-da. Um, so technically, since they like to tease other future seasons, they could go ahead and have a masquerade ball and have Benedict and Sophie meet. hmm. And then in a future, se- then you could do another season or two and wait for his season. That's what I hope it probably won't happen because that's life. Julia Quinn likes to screw with me, and so does Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes and I have a bittersweet relationship. I have lots of Grey's Anatomy PTSD with that woman. (laughs) Anyways, that's it for my life update. Okay, so for mine, um, I got my nails done on Valentine's Day, so that was really fun, and I also got my gifts. I got the, well, technically three of my gifts I got early. (laughs) So, I got books four and five in the In Air Comes to Rise series by Chloe C. Penuranda, which is A Clash of Three Courts and A Sword from the Embers. I then also got my own copy of Powerless by Lauren Roberts, and I'm so excited to have it on my shelf because I just finished it, and holy crap, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, And I also got the deluxe collector's edition of The Lightning Thief by Rick Riordan, and it is beautiful. I've done flipped through it, and it is beautiful. So, when I eventually rearrange my books again, I will probably have to face that one, because it's gorgeous. And, um... I had my eight-week post-op with Dr. Bird, so we went to Nashville, and everything went good. I'm cleared to go back to work, and all that stuff. I go back and see him in a couple of months. And speaking of work, on the day that we're recording this, I started my new job. <laughs> so I'm working at Will Save, working which, nine to five. Literally, what not. a way to make a killing. <laughs> <laughs> <Leon. laughs> um. But yeah, I started my new job. I'm working at, will say, Pharmacy in Sweetwater. And I had my first day today. It was overwhelming, to say the least. I had a lot of training videos that were very, very boring. So, (laughs) nothing new. And then, um, Monday, I went um, shopping with mom. We, We went into Dick's Sporting Goods because I wanted to try on... I wanted to try on some more On Clouds. I tried on the On Cloud Runners um, for casual shoes. And then I also wanted to try on some Hoka's tennis shoes because they have really funky colors. And I just... I want some of those colors. And so I tried on... One of them was a Bondi shoe. And then the other one... I think it was called a Gaviator? Or Gladiator? I don't really remember. But I did try on those. And I did find some funky Nike shoes that I really, really liked. So i've got i've got them saved and then mom wanted to go into barnes noble because she had to use bathroom and she wanted a starbucks so we went into barnes noble and i come out of there with two books i come out with awake by natasha preston and one called another natasha preston these daily granted glutton for punishment Well, I read The Fear, and I'll talk about it on my February wrap-up, but I read The Fear, and it did not end that stupid, so I'm gonna try Awake, and I mean, it sounds like it shouldn't end stupid, but I know it probably will, and oh, one other thing that I got, we went to Parnassus in Nashville on my Dr. Bird trip, and I got Scythe by Neil Shusterman. What is the book I'm looking at? Nectar of War. The spine looks gorgeous. Amazon. (laughs) Hot diggity. Ah, Hot I just saw it on TikTok and I was like, that looks pretty. Um, I'm going to go see what it's about. Sky, that I've heard, is really good. Um, Jamie Genevieve, that girl that I follow on YouTube, she loved that series. Yeah. I've heard... I've heard it's good. I've heard mixed things... I had it and got rid of it because I was never going to read it. I've heard mixed things about it, but that's mainly due to the later books, but I've most of the things i've heard about are good so i'm gonna give it a try yeah. awake i it don't was know trending on tiktok for a hot minute um i had it because it was trending and then i never wanted to pick it up and i was like why do i have this so i got rid of it <laughs> so but yeah that's all i've got for mine I'm hello everyone and welcome back to family fiction with hallie and carmen and today we're going to be doing another book review but we're going to be doing one that i've been looking forward to house of sky and breath by sarah j moss it is the second book in the Crescent city series but before we get into that we're going to do our currently reading so carmen go first so my audiobook this month um still city of ashes by cassandra clare but i literally have two hours left in it and after that i'll be reading book lovers by emily henry for book club um yeah i was hoping to finish finish city of ashes today but i ended up having a ton of meetings at work and just obviously didn't have time at my desk to listen but um hoping to finish it tomorrow for sure um and then start Book Lovers. And then Physical Book. I haven't started it yet. I finished The Ritual last night. <sighs> There's going to be a mouthful next week with the February wrap-up. Let me just say. Heavens. I I have one tagline. Haunting Adeline who? This book was amazing. Oh my gosh. it's so good. <laughs> um... But my current physical read. Um, like I said I haven't started it yet. But I'm hoping to start it tonight or tomorrow. Um, the Markings by Catherine Downen. Um, Catherine and I are friends on TikTok. And I have been—I have like the first book of each of her series. That she's come out with. in On my bookshelf. And I just haven't read any of them. And one of my major goals this year. Is to read all the indie authors on my shelves. Um, so I'm going to. Read the Markings by Catherine Down and I can't wait to start it. It looks really good. It was on Kindle Unlimited too, which, you know, we love. Um, so, hoping to start that tonight. Hallie? So, my book that I'm reading right now is A Promise of Rage and Ruin by B.L. Talley. It's Woo-woo. the second book in the Court of Instruments, And all I'll have to say is, Britt, <laughs> I need Archer's book now. Did you, How far are you into it? I'm on chapter... 32. Oh, oh, I have hot day. Yeah, there's already something that's happened, and I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> we'll discuss. We'll discuss later when we're not recording, but it's been very good so far. Um, definitely lots of setup, so I'm really excited. Yeah, there was a lot of setup, and it makes me excited for what the next book's gonna be, specifically Archer's spinoff that's coming up. <sighs> like, I cannot freaking wait. Um, I'm just excited, and we- are like really looking forward to having her on the podcast again soon um so i need s- to talk to her about this book. yes so once hallie finishes a promise of rage and ruin we'll probably do a book review and then have her back on or maybe we'll have her back on for the book review we could have her back on for the book review oh yeah the way we've structured our book reviews now we definitely could yeah we'll figure I'll it out say- either way Britt's coming back All i'll on. say right now is Calix is the man oh sweet jesus <laughs> what a beautiful beautiful boy I just... He's killing it. (sighs) Him and Renata. Yeah. Renata slays any scene she's in. (laughs) I don't know. Archer? I think Archer is... I think after this new spinoff, Archer's gonna be my favorite. I just have a feeling. I still picture her as you. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. Don't ask. Alright, and my manga that I'm currently reading is uh, Snow White with the Red Hair, volume 22 by... Surata Akiduki. So, yeah. All right. So, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Did you want to do the synopsis? Do you want to read it for us this week? Sure. I'll do it. So, synopsis for House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss. Bryce Quinlan and Hunt Athelar are trying to get back to normal. They may have saved Crescent City, but with so much upheaval in their lives lately, they mostly want a chance to relax. Slow down figure out what the future holds. The Asteri have kept their word so far, leaving Bryce and Hunt alone. But with the Rebels chipping away at the Asteri's power, the threat the rulers pose is growing. As Bryce, Hunt, and their friends get pulled into the Rebels' plans, the choice becomes clear. Stay silent while others are oppressed, or fight for what's right. And they've never been very good at staying silent. Dun-dun-dun. How Hallie- you? is so much better at reading the synopsis than I am. I feel like I'm just looking word by word and like sentence structure falls apart when I read. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so first thing we start off with is our ratings. Um, for the book rating, I gave it a five. I also gave it a five. And These are all out of five, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. For writing, I gave it a four. So I also gave it a four. For characters, I gave it a five five to infinity (laughs) for plot i gave it a four four for spice i gave it a 3.5 i gave it a four i couldn't really decide between a 3.5 or a four and i don't remember what i originally rated it so i just bumped it to a four (laughs) i think if i hadn't read dark romance i would have bumped it to a four but after reading some dark romance i 3.5 was what i gave it um because i think there was a lot of smut in it but the level of smut wasn't that bad. Mm-mm. So I gave it a 3.5 for that because it could almost maybe be a 3. Um, smut rating has been really hard for me because I don't is know really hard for me to write. how you rate that. Maybe I need to come up, maybe I need to write out a rating scale for smut for us to use. Because mm-hmm, I have a book rating scale. Yeah, because I have a really hard time rating smut. Like, um,. The Twisted series by Anna Huang, I kind of had a hard time with rating smut because that was my first real, like, romance book that's kind of steamy, so I was just like, eh, and then... I almost would think, like, a one is closed-door romances, you know, like, fade to black, or they just kiss, or whatever, and then a two could maybe be an open-door romance, out, but you don't get a lot of detail... And then. It's kept very vague. Three could be. You're edging open towards. Open door, but it's. Edging it's towards. It's very detailed, but it's not like. In your face. Crazy smut. And then maybe four is getting into crazy smut. And then it's five all is, over the page, it's then, in sh- immense detail. And then five and then is haunting five Adeline. Five is level. haunting Adeline. <laughs> five is haunting Adeline and above. The Inferno. <laughs> That's what you. Said. The Inferno. The Inferno. We can call four because it's out spice of spice We level. can call four out of out of the pan and number five into the fire, <laughs> into the inferno. Yeah. All right. So then we have content warnings. So for this one, we have alcohol, blood, child abuse mentioned, death, death camps briefly visited, decapitation, demons, drugs, emesis, gun violence, murder, profanity sexual assault, sexually explicit scenes, smut, skeletons, slavery, terrorism and violence. You got You got to love it. Got them all. Um and then so for our next thing we have fans of this book or this trope whatever will like this book because um so I said fans of Other Sarah J. Moss books would obviously love Crescent City. I will say that I have said this to two people already who have started reading Sarah J. Moss. Start with Throne of Glass or start with The Court of Thorns and Roses. Just whatever you do, don't start with Crescent City. (laughs) Oh, I know. I saw somebody that said they were starting with Crescent City. I said, oh, no. How do you tell them, no, don't do it. (laughs) You'll regret it later. telling them why. I've heard people say... The thing where people ask me all the i've seen people ask like do i start with that guitar or do i start with throne of glass me personally i started with throne of glass but so i didn't marjorie asked me because she had seen on tiktok somebody was telling her to like read throne of glass and crown of midnight then read a Court of thorns and roses then read air of fire then read a Court of mystery i said lord no, i ain't no. doing no i said one series read at a time all of throne of glass and then go read all of a Court of thorns and roses and then read crescent city now, Taylor had kind of already started reading the books before I could recommend that. So, Taylor is starting with A Court of Thorns and Roses, and then when she's finished with that series, she's going to read Throne of Glass. And it doesn't really matter which one you do first. On no. that respect. It really doesn't. I, like, maybe there's a spot in Kingdom of Ash where you would catch some, like, foreshadowing. You know, like the theories and stuff that people point out. Yeah. You would catch that, but it's not crucial to the story, huh? No. Whereas Crescent like, City is going to be crucial to the story. It's something that you would miss it if you would miss it because it's so brief. But honestly, and I had read all of *Corn Thorns and Roses* when I read that moment in *King of Ash* and yeah. didn't catch everything. Mm-mm, I didn't catch it, and had to go back and reread. It. So I will say, like. You're not gonna miss anything by starting either one of those. Just I, don't start with *Christmas City*. I think I read *A Court of Wings and Ruin* before I read *Kingdom of Ash*. So it did Me, I started with *Throne of Glass* because I, I read really *A like, Court of Wings and Ruin* before I read *Kingdom of Ash*. Because I read *A Court of Wings and Ruin* at the beach, yeah, and I, I had Kingdom to listen of to *Kingdom on the way home. Yeah, that was a real fun reaction to listen to. I don't know, but um, I read I read *Throne of Glass* first because I liked the. It was very kind of like heavily like fantasy. Like, there really, there was romance, but it really wasn't that much focused on. Mm-mm. Like, I think I can count on one hand how many times a smut scene happened. A smut scene happened. And in, now, if you are looking for more, like, romanticy y <laughs> Yeah. I think a either, you could start with either, just don't start with Crescent City. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, if you've read both of those, then you're gonna love Crescent City. I know that people have said, I think... There's two sides of it. There's two sides of the Sarah J. Moss fans. People either had a really hard time getting into Crescent City or they flew through the dang thing. Hallie had a really hard time with the world building and had a tough moment getting into it. And I was hooked from the beginning. So I think you lie on two sides. I wasn't necessarily like struggling to get through it. I was just more on the line of confused because... You know, I've just finished where they had swords and dragons and fire powers. And next thing I know, I read Crescent City and there's cars, there's cell phones. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, whoa. It's an adjustment for sure. But like, I had no problem with it. Um, mm so, but, the, like, when we went to the House of Flame and Shadow, in that release, that was one of the things, like, we had talked to other people about. There were some people who were like, no, I got into it from the start. And then there were people who were like, it took me a minute to get into it, because I couldn't figure it out the world. So, there was two sides of that line. So, I will say that even if you have read the other Shady Moss books, read Crescent City and go into it with a bit of grace, that it might take you a minute to adjust. I think it took me, like, maybe 100 pages to get into yeah. it. but i was still hooked needless to say i was still very interested in the story i was just like i don't know what's going on but i'm really enjoying this so i'm just gonna keep going well and i think what helps that is that the book starts off with such a bang and that you have bryce is such a rootable bang character like i love her and i think having such a dynamic fmc starting you out is really important yeah. um So, other Sarah J. Moss books, fans would love this book. Also, if you are a fan of Realm of Shadows and Flame by B.L. Talley, I think you'd really like this book. Um, You know, it's magic. It's people coming into their powers. It's people rediscovering who they are. It's readable characters. An incredible plot line. um, Just one inciting incident after the other. And just still learning more about the world hmm i also put other sergeant moss books which we definitely talked about but i was trying to think of another one and i just kept coming back to like fourth wing if you want a main character that you just want to root for which and like overcome the odds because bryce isn't really that well liked because she's only half fae right She's only half face, so she's kind of seen as like, "Ew, you're gross." Kind of like how Violet was like, "Oh, she comes in at a disadvantage." Oh yeah, one hundred percent. She comes in at a disadvantage, just like Violet, who literally, if she just bumps up against something, a bone's gonna break. Like just, um, really, you've got these main characters that root for and also really take come into their powers and just own it. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, so what else readers will love about this book you're going to love a strong female character rediscovering herself you're going to love lovable characters compelling storylines um, again really strong cast of characters and just the world building Sarah really knows how to world build yes 100% it's almost it's, it's George R.R. R. Martin level like hot dang overwhelming, but you're still like, heck yeah. She does world building in a way, like, I think it's hard. I think some authors, like, I've read books where, like, you can tell that the author struggled a little bit with, like, building a fantasy world. I feel like Sarah has, like, a board that has, like, all these different pieces of paper on it. (laughs) Just, like, red strings. You know, I almost thought about that because of me writing. I almost thought about, like, I should get, I've got that cork board and I really thought about making it into, like, a, like, a Style Selensky board plot board yes, I've seen a lot of people where they'll take sticky they'll take post notes and just stick them on the wall and everywhere. I also thought about doing that. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I get it. Um, so before we get into the rest of the discussion, we want to give a spoiler warning here. Um, What we've discussed before now has been. Not super spoiler-filled. The synopsis kind of gives away a little bit of what happens in the first book, but not much. If you have not read House of Sky and Breath and you want to read House of Sky and Breath without being spoiled, go read it and then come back to the episode because how you from here on out, spoiler-filled. We're not going to hold back. We're going to talk about anything that comes to mind that happened in this book. So, you've been warned. You've been given plenty of time to pause and get away. And now we continue. Okay. Okay. So, praise for the author and the writing. Um, I, what I love about Sarah J. Moss and the way she writes is that I think Sarah writes an amazing set of compelling characters and storylines. She draws readers in. She's never going to leave you with a dull moment. You're always going to have a moment that you're hooked on the page. There is no dull moment. Um Characters are going to be rootable. You're going to love every single one of them. You're going to have characters that are going to bring a strong emotion out of you. Whether you like them or not. (laughs) There are characters that I have been known to not like in Dawn of Glass. And even though I don't like that character... She at least brings a compelling character to me that I can like have so such strong opinions about. There isn't a character that I'm like, meh. I feel a certain way about each character. Um, and then one thing I will say, like, with this book and House of Flame and Shadow, I think sometimes she needs to shorten books a little bit. But I think specifically re- house of sky and breath i think could have been edited down a little bit i think there was a couple things that i was like i have one i have doesn't one doesn't re- feel necessary to the story i have one reason why i think house of sky and breath should be shortened and i'll get to it in a minute <laughs> um doesn't feel like that was necessary to the story so and maybe she's building up to something else but because she does tend to like you know, we may think that there's a bunch of extra stuff going on in House of Sky and Breath, but it may be really important in the next A Court of Thorns and Roses. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you just never know with her. Um, so, I do think sometimes she could edit down a little bit, but I always stay hooked, and I always stay glued to the page, so no matter what, I'm still going to read every last drop of the book. Yeah. Like I was, Like we said, I love how she can just get us attached to characters, like, so quickly. Like, from like the very first like even from the prologue, I got attached to Lydia. I was like I was like, she's baddie <laughs> and um I've even gotten attached to Tharian. Um God love him. <laughs> bless his bless his soul. That poor little merman. Her sto- her storylines and are just so complex and her foreshadowing <laughs> She's so good at it. Is out of the wazoo It's so good. And I've now gotten to the point where I can pick up on it. Um, but yeah, along the lines of like she knows like again, she knows how to start her stories off with a bang. Literally, House of Sky and Breath starts out with the chase scene. <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Um I think Taylor Swift and Sarah J. Mollis have got me like more aware of things. Like my theory brain was firing on all cylinders during House of Flame and Shadow. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, though, some scenes can be cut out or shortened. Or, heck, you can cut out whole chapters. And I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Two words. Ethan Holstrom. Oh my gosh. I have <laughs> honestly, like, never read a more boring POV in my entire life. Like, <laughs> cut that boy out. I do not care. Hallie had a great reference the other day. I said Ethan is the Matt Donovan of Crescent City. And God bless him, but he needs to go. We don't need his POV. You can leave him in the book. He is perfectly. He is a perfectly fine side character. Here. I think he's fine. I have nothing against the boy, but I don't need his POV. Here's the thing, and here's another thing. With, I honestly... You can t- I'm okay with multiple points of view, but if there's one character that's even just remotely boring, it's going to drive me crazy. Because here's the thing, in Crescent City House of Earth and Blood, you mainly had two points of view, Bryson Hunt with the occasional rune point of view. I think he had like maybe like one or two. I love runes. But and rune then Danon. Crown Prince <laughs> of the Valbarte. That got screamed in the Barnes and Noble at the midnight release. Oh yeah. And then in House nice. of Sky and Breath, you've still got Bryson Hunt; they're the main characters. You've got Rune, and Rune is really important in this book. He really he really shines in this book. You've got Therian's point of view, which he's also kind of important in this book. Not really, but... I love him. He's interesting. He's important to the plot. He helps things move forward, and just his points of view are usually hilarious. And then... You've got Ethan. <laughs> my gosh. His plot line. I wanted to just punch the, him in the whole throat. Thing, like quit the whole thing with the girl in the bathtub, Sigrid. <laughs> well, and then he just like had a thing for Bryce, and I'm like, this is weird on all levels, my man, because clearly she's got a mate, and your brother was also in love with her, and I'm gonna need you to back it up. Your brother was also put potentially in her mate, but then put it in reverse. Died stick it in reverse I cannot he just I don't know he like and I honestly, think having his POV makes me annoyed with him it makes if the book I didn't slower. have his POV I don't think I would think anything of it I would rather take Declan's point of view than I would Ethan's. love and see like I would love Finn and Declan's point of view like give it Flynn me. and Declan yeah and it and honestly this book Ethan's points of view made it really slow and honestly it kind of gets worse in house of oh shadow gosh. but I'm he not gonna... is everywhere in house of flame he's i the one i will say the, the one pet peeve i had with house of flame and shadow it's she she splits points of views in the chapters like midway through the chapter you'll switch points of view and i'm like whoa 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 yes. whoa whoa. i remember there was like four chapters in a row that had ethan's POV in and i was like are you freaking kidding me i skimmed over his i felt like his plot line the whole and thing. I didn't with, think it was important. The whole thing with the girl in the well, bathtub. We can't talk. Oh, why are you talking about Husky? no? The girl in the bathtub. That's what I'm talking the about. Girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> that whole plot line with the was oh gosh with the astronomer. I guess that's what he was astronomer mm, and the yeah, whole the whole on. thing with the people in the bathtub. I was like this, Ethan. This I'm is not necessary. You're dragging the plot Listen. down. Get me back to my boy Tharian. I never once desired Ethan's point of view. Specifically, no. I understand people. I understand that he redeemed himself. But homeboy literally said screw you to Bryce in the first book and didn't show up until the very end. When the world was on fire and all hell had broken loose. Literally. He showed <laughs> up at the last possible second. Like, where were you? The rest of the book, good fellow. And so, for that reason, I don't like him. And also, I... any time when Sabine was involved. Sabine, what he, her name? quite frankly, gives me K.O. energy. Oh, eh, but yeah. And I... I'm going to need him to go. But yeah, when i just had the thought pop in my head i saw a matt donovan tiktok and well no somebody had mentioned matt donovan and ethan and i was like oh my gosh that is such a good comparison i'm also gonna need the whoever it is that keeps posting to tiktok that spirit the horse from spirit the movie yeah looks like room Denon i'm gonna need you to quit <laughs> what because that keeps popping up this girl keep i keep seeing posts of that and then they say like somebody said this looked like rune and now i can't unsee it yeah. and it's spirit the horse and i'm why? like, why is it the hair the, the hair being on one side what? and i'm gonna need people to quit posting that i'm trying to find something that i'm gonna send to you but it's not because it's not city related i can't <laughs> with that one leave spirit alone leave him out of this um okay all right but yeah that's okay do we want to move on favorite character <laughs> yeah get off the ethan rant so my favorite character one hundo was lydia cerevis aka day i loved her on into house of flame and shadow i have saved fan art after fan art of her at night because it's beautiful um i just love her so much i think she was like she gave me aelin energy <laughs> and there's a bug oh it's a ladybug Hello. it's a ladybug Don't um asian beetles so i loved lydia in this book i think she is such a dynamic character that you're just like she's very complex Out of nowhere. she's and very I'm complex like, and that comes into play in the late in the next book her she's very complex Just the way she shows up i was like yeah hello also that the context of just like day and night Mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful um and then also like i love 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 live laugh love bryce <sighs> so much she's like everybody's intrusive thought i <laughs> love her so much specifically house of sky rereading house of earth and blood and house of sky and breath made me appreciate her on such a higher plane like i i could honestly put her neck and neck with aelin right now because i love her so much she's funny she has the sass she has the skills to back it up and she's got the like witty charming like flirtatious and i love the little like side comments that she gives she's just so fun she reminds me of aelin in the best ways that when aelin is faced with somebody who's supposed to be super menacing and like the villain she tends to just like sass them and that was what bryce kept doing and i loved it yeah beautiful so i actually have three contenders so obviously lydia gosh who doesn't love lydia love her she come in she come in and served in every scene that she was in also rune and this has a lot to do with the day and night rune relationship Denon, crown prince of the he, valborne fay he really shines in this Never book he really shines in this book and his like little flirtations with lydia i'm just like He's <sighs> just so precious and i just want to wrap it's him in like, a blanket like it sucks because you have such a bad father yeah I and, want to wrap him up in the blankets. And then also, I got to mention Declan. I love Declan solely because it reminds me of Caven's video where it's just like, I have star powers. I have lightning. I can teleport. And Declan goes, I have a laptop. A laptop? How's a laptop going to help us? No, it actually helps out a lot, huh? <laughs> I will actually add in, too, to mind that I love Flynn. But solely for the fact that the woman who narrates the audiobooks gave him, like, a southern accent. And that's the best thing that ever happened to me. (laughs) I was like, wow, he sounds so good. (laughs) So thank you. Shout out to that lady. I need, like, a... I don't care if it... I don't need a full-blown novel. I just need, like, either a little short story with Rune... Declan and Flynn, I the squad. <laughs> they're oh, all, any scene that they're all three in together is automatically hilarious cuz they're just like y'all are. They're like a they're like a frat. They're like a frat house. <laughs> <laughs> they're so funny. Um our next um category is favorite duo and that this can either be a couple or it can be a friendship. I have two for mine. I have two for mine. Um, so I picked day and night. I'll be mm-hmm. their enemies to lovers at its finest. Hello. Their enemies you. to lovers turned on an eleven. It's beautiful. Um, and also Therian and bryce because I love the like flirtatiousness that they sure, have. Thing, sure thing legs. It's so funny. And she just like goes along with it. You know, like you would like with any other character other than hunt she'd probably be like don't talk to me like that but with therian she seems to egg it on and i think it's so funny and, and their Hunt ha- just a little there. dynamic is adorable and the fact that like he produces the the delivery otter that she can squeal over and it's just i it's just, I love them so much it's funny though. He'll be flirting with her, and she'll flirt back, and Hunt's just standing there like, "Hello, I'm standing right here." <laughs> Poor Hunt. Oh, so I also had day and night. Just beautiful. what's not to love about them? Beautiful. They're beautiful. It's enemies to lovers in a, just a beautiful setting. And then I also put Rune and Bryce. We love a good. We love a healthy sibling relationship. <laughs> Amen. I cried. I will say though, I cried though because I saw a picture. It was a TikTok slide thing. It was well, it was a little girl? Yeah, sort of. And it's the first part of it is Reese and his sister, and it's like I'm so sad that we didn't get to grow up together in another universe. A depression. Hello. And then it, and then it slides over, and it's a Rune and Bryce. <laughs> I was like, and it makes it worse because Rune looks like Reese and i know they're beautiful i hope that actually happened (laughs) anyways it was a day and night Um, uh, fan, fan. yeah i would yeah rune and bryce i'm like finally we have a healthy sibling relationship where they don't hate each other and they kind of just they're like you're being stupid stop it (laughs) i yeah i think they were cute well especially like the whole party scene in the beginning where she's like whooping the butt at the at the beer pong and stuff. I just yeah. I love their dynamic and I, I think it, like Hallie said, it's good to see a healthy duo because I think with any of these other characters somebody, they would have been fighting over that sword and she was like, nah bro, you take it you found it. She's like, I don't want it <laughs> I don't want it and then he's like well it's too freaking bad because you're taking it shout out to the ending of the book anyways um, so yeah uh the next category we have is tropes we loved and i mentioned this earlier but enemies to lovers yep. thank you and rejoice i love a good enemies to lovers we all know this if you've been around long enough we all know this um if you know we can't go wrong with the f- enemies to lovers man and that's why day and night like became my favorite couple over bryson Hunt because i love the tension i need mm-hmm. the tension oh yeah um and then found family obviously because you know Mm -hmm. everybody's parents pretty much suck except for bryce's mom and randall i can't talk about it crap everybody else's parents suck so you know there's that thank you i know i Um, want one we're talking about the messenger otters they're so cute why did sarah come up with such a cute animal it's like this is the abraxas of crescent city everybody's just in love I with it i need a crescent city like adaptation solely for the delivery otters cuddle party it's like finding dory cuddle party um Hallie, what tropes did you live? i've just put found family because like everybody acts like because everybody's Regular home life sucks, so they all just kind of like act, they all just kind of like get together and just <laughs> have their own little family. <laughs> Could you imagine that Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> I'm literally about to say that. <laughs> Could you imagine that Thanksgiving dinner? <laughs> Fun times, um, but yeah, it's just they come, somebody brand new comes in, they're like, Yep, join our band of misfits, come on! <laughs> yes, um, let's go category. kill some gods. We have is favorite moments. Um everything with day and night. Good heavens. Those scenes are be beautiful. Especially upon my like reread, I was like, Wow. The scene where they're I think it happened multiple times where they're together and then Lydia flinches because of Pollux <laughs> you know, and Rune gets mad. <laughs> I'm just like oh. I would like nothing better. Then to find Pollux and punch him in the gonads. He's the worst. He is the worst. Anytime yuck. he anytime he spoke, I was like, Ugh. yuck. It, it's, like that, it's like that meme on TikTok where it's like that guy, he turns around and goes like this and he goes. <laughs> yeah, no. Looks up and down like, excuse me? Stop <laughs> it. Um, and also the ending. <laughs> the ending made me cry. Even upon rereading it, I cried again. Yeah. Like I said, any scene with day and night, why not? They're great. Also, Bryson Hunt had a lot of had a lot of good moments. They did. They had some cute moments. Also. Um when did they get married? <laughs> I don't remember that happening in that book. Was that mentioned in that book? No. Okay. <laughs> Cause I was heck of confused in House of Flame and Shadow when somebody just all of a sudden says, "My wife," and I'm like, Since "Hello." When? It, it was a it was an Empire of Storms moment. Since when it was like an Empire of Storms moment when Rowan comes out and he goes, "Where's my wife?" and we all go, "What?" But I don't think they ever even say that like, we got married in secret. Like nobody tells me anything like i'm gonna need people to quit having secret weddings in these books (laughs) lord like like, i need a normal wedding (laughs) like when i and and whenever that got mentioned i was like did i did i miss something am i missing a page did i blink and miss the part where they got married so if anybody knows what is it with Sarah J. Moss if there's and There's a having, bonus chapter we're missing. What is let it us with know? Sarah J. Moss and having her characters have secret weddings? Like the lord. Sarah, did you elope? <laughs> really Listen, all I'm asking for is I need I need I don't care who's getting I don't care who's getting married, but I need a wedding that involves all of the characters coming together for that wedding. God almighty. <laughs> yeah. Be a chaotic wedding. Um and mine is the ending line of the book. <laughs> um, just to be, we want to get real specific. That. Mm-mm. Hello, Bryce the Hello, Bryce Bump. Hello, Bryce Quinlan. My name is Reese Hand. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just go back. I I, I go back to that. Anytime I read that chapter, I go back to the video that I have of Kaven when she's reading the last chapter. And she goes, is this Asriel? (laughs) And she keeps going. Then she goes, with scarred hands! And she throws the book and then proceeds to fall on the floor. I just can't. And honestly, it took me way too long to figure it out when I read it the first time. (laughs) I was like, okay, so she's in a different land. Okay. And then, woman walks up with tattoos on her hands. Okay. And then... Hello, Russ Quislin, My name is Reason. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was not catching on very quickly at all, and then I went back and reread it, and I was like, "Oh my god, that was Azriel." Oh, that was Feyre. That's Nesta, <laughs> and that's Nesta, and that's Amran. Okay, got it. <laughs> I didn't. It, I, I, it was also like eleven thirty at night, so there was some grace there. Um. Okay, so how hooked were we? I said about 80 85%. Um, like we said earlier, like there were some parts I think could have been taken out of this book, and there were several moments where I like it maybe drugged just the tiniest bit, and I felt like it was information we didn't really need. Um, so yeah, about 80 85%. Hooked. I would say about 80% solely because like there were just so many moments, there were just some moments in the book where it just dragged, and I'm like, can we please move forward? Mm-hmm. And but when it picked the book picked up, boy i was flipping pages like crazy i feel like we did a lot of little side tasks that didn't need to be done (sighs) somebody compared it and this is kind of like you wouldn't understand this um if you've ever played Genshin impact the very first like leoa archon quest was just like a bunch of just side tasks and it was so unnecessary (laughs) that's what past sky and breath is literally just a bunch of side tasks I'm like, where's the main quest? The main quest isn't until the end of the book. Right. And you're just like, can we full, full speed ahead? Go on. Okay. And our last category is discussing the ending. <laughs> so. We kind of touched on this a little I bit. I have just, wow, goosebumps on goosebumps. Like I said earlier, I cried both times I read it. Um, Had the jitters and... The shakes with both times I read it. Yeah, Except and the second called. time I knew what was happening. And so when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. The buildup. The the literal buildup to finding out it is in fact Valoris mm-hmm. is crazy. So I have, my heart was racing because literally the last five chapters, my heart was going 90 miles a minute. I would really like to know what my heart rate was. <laughs> Um, at that point, um, even though the ending did get spoiled for me, I enjoyed every second of it because here's what happened: I had not read this book by the time Carmen read it, (laughs) and then I get a Facetime call, and she goes, Um, "Can I please spoil something for you?" And I was like, "I don't care, whatever." uh, And then she told me what happened, and I was like, "I what? (laughs) I regret nothing." Oh yeah, (laughs) listen to give my to make an excuse for myself here yes i did spoil it for all of you yelling at me through the radio or whatever you're listening to this one um but i want you to realize that i finished this book at 11 and o'clock. then had no one to talk to about it because nobody had read it i don't even think i had read a course over flames yet and no i hadn't even no i hadn't read house earth and blood at this point not a single person i knew had read this book and i was like I'm going to die if I don't tell somebody. <laughs> so then I get a FaceTime call. And she goes, I just finished House of Breath. I said, okay. She goes, can I please spoil something? Because I have no one else to talk to about it. I was like, sure. Because it would have probably got spoiled for me anyways. Honestly, it was all over TikTok. And so she told it to me. And I said, what? You're lying. And crossover of the year. Yeah. Love it. And then last thing I have was just speechless. I sat in this... Very room that we're recording in, in absolute silence. Even though I had finished knew what happened, I was still like, "Wow, she really did do that." <laughs> I know, and I'm like, "We know you can do it, Sarah. Just do it with the rest of them." <laughs> yeah, we we know. We've seen the results. We're gonna need you to continue. This ladybug. I'm waiting for this ladybug concussion. to fly on my head. This ladybug's gonna get a concussion if it doesn't watch so I'm waiting for it to land on my head. Um. So, that is our official review for House of Sky and Breath by Sarah J. Moss. Um, If you would like to see us add any sort of discussion topics into these reviews, please let us know. This is only the second one we've done with this format. I like this format a lot Mm -hmm. better. I think it will continue to develop and grow as we go on. But if there's any specific things you'd like to see us discuss, like maybe like a specific topic on things we didn't like or I don't know. We could probably add that in there about things we didn't like um just let us know we need to do house of flame and shadow since we've already done house sky and breath we need to do house of flame and shadow i need to talk about this we need emily on here when she finally finishes it i know once emily finishes it we'll have her on (laughs) and we'll discuss i'm gonna text her hurry up and finish it and we'll all die together um literally (laughs) what this book is available anywhere you buy books literally anywhere it's sarah j moss she is the taylor swift of the book world It's available anywhere. Um, And you can follow the author at Sarah J. Moss on Instagram. Um, And her handle is literally Sarah J. Moss. Um, But we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Next week we are doing our February wrap-up. So be sure to come back next week if you want to hear all the books that we read this month. And our official reviews for them. Um, We try to keep them as spoiler-free as possible. Just because, obviously, what I read, Hallie didn't read and vice versa um so with that said we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and we will see you guys right back here next week thanks for listening bye